Super Talk Mississippi media production. We got a special interview today here, a little thunder and lightning extra. John Cohen, athletic director at Mississippi State, has decided to join us. We appreciate you you coming on. I know it's a busy time of year for you. Here's my first question. Last season, or last academic year, I guess I should say, was widely regarded as the best in school history. So many teams in postseason play, so many teams finishing deep in the postseason. How difficult is it for you as an athletic director to, you know, not only maintain, but to, you want to get better every year? Is there a ceiling for Mississippi State? How do you get better every year as an athletic department? Well, we, obviously that's our goal is to keep getting better. Um, and, Brian, I, I think, you know, when you compete in the Southeastern Conference, and, and I know this is said so much that uh, people probably get tired of hearing it, but um, – when you're competing at that level every day in all of your sports, um, it, it is it, it, it really forces you to try and bring your A game in everything you do, from recruiting to uh, academic support to um, training to, to to every every part of it. And uh, you know, I I think we're really fortunate. I think we have really good coaches, um, and I, I think we have really good student athletes. Uh, so um, and a pretty good supporting cast. So. Yeah, we, we definitely want to get better, but yeah, I, I think last last year was a watershed uh, moment for our athletic department, just to, to to kind of prove to ourselves what what is possible at Mississippi State. You know, I ask you about this season. I know you're going to give me like 20 things. I just know it off the top of my head. But if I said, what's a couple of games or, or moments or something that you are looking forward to this season, not just in football but beyond? What what are you looking forward to in 2019, 2020? <laughs> Well, you know, you're talking to a former coach, so I, I, you know, I look forward to going to watching our soccer team play tonight um, against South Alabama. I, I look forward to, you know, our football game uh, on Saturday against a, a really, really underrated Kansas State football team. And you know, we have some some guys who are banged up, and we're going to have a next man up mentality. I think it's going to be a, a great environment, and. Uh, you know, so you can't really look too far beyond about you know what you think is going to be exciting. I. I am really excited about men's and women's basketball as well. I think both of those teams have a chance to probably be much better than, than what most people realize with Jordan Danbury coming back for a fifth year in women's basketball and the recruiting class coach Schaefer and his coaches his staff had. And just watching our men, they just keep coming together closer and closer and closer. And I, I, I think they can have a great year too. So I, I think there will be some great, great, and, and you know, even looking into the spring, you, we have our own version of thunder and lightning on our softball team, uh, Fale Lua and Mia Davidson. Those two kids are two kids who are capable of, of hitting 30 home runs apiece, and they could be the best one-two punch in college softball. So, so many really cool things to look forward to. I've got to get Fa and Mia on Thunder and Lightning podcast. It just sort of has to happen, doesn't it? I agree. I agree. We're going to make that happen later this uh, later this year. There were two big stories in the offseason in college sports I wanted to get your thoughts on. Uh, the first one is the transfer portal. And I, 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 when I thought about this question, I don't know that there's a lot of guys out there, John, that are a former player, a former coach, and now an athletic director. So I have to think your perspective on the transfer portal has to be unique in college sports. Just what are your thoughts on it and, and, and the, the, the process that seems to be coming that – it's just making it easier for student-athletes to move around. It's a positive for student-athletes. It's a challenge for coaches and administrators. Where's the balance? Well, Brian, I can take it one step further. Not only am I a former student-athlete and a former coach and now an athletic director, 
but I'm a former transfer, too. I, I spent my first year at Birmingham Southern, so I feel like I have a unique perspective. Um, I, I, I am one of those people that, that I believe the, the portal was something that was necessary. It really organized something that wasn't as organized before. Um, but but I, I have to tell you, I, I, I don't believe in a, you know, a free agency, if you will, type of um, situation for transfers. I, I, when I transferred, I had to sit out a year, and I'll tell you what that did to me. It really forced me as a 19-year-old kid to think long and hard. Is this really what you do, what you want to do? Think about what the pros are and think about what the cons are. You know, if, if you have immediate eligibility across the board, Brian, you, the kids are going to make really poor decisions sometimes without even thinking about it. And, and let's think about all the kids that affects. You, the ones who stay, you know, um, it's going to affect recruiting because, you know, and I hate using the word mid-majors because I don't really believe in that expression, but those, some of those schools have the potential of losing their very best athletes after spending so much time and energy training them and, and investing in them in, in, in every way. So I, I, I am a believer in the graduate transfer policy. I think if a, a young man or a young woman gets their college degree and they want to pursue a graduate uh, program that's not offered at their institution, I, I think I do believe they should have that right to do it and, and have immediate eligibility. And again, this is one person's opinion, and, and there are a lot of valid thoughts about this area, but certainly, uh, you know, it is a hot topic. The other one, especially here in the SEC, was the sale of alcohol. And here in the, in the, in the state of Mississippi, Southern Mississippi and Ole Miss have both announced they're going to move forward this season. You guys announced that you were going to sit this year out and, and move, try to, you know, see what happens. And, and make a plan going forward. Can you give us some insight into that plan? And if you had to make a, a guess, you know, will alcohol sales be at Mississippi State in the – I won't even limit you to it next year. I'll say in the near future. Yeah, I think it's kind of hard to say. I, I will tell you this about Dr. Martin, who, in my opinion, is the best president in the country. I mean, his leadership and his total investment in this institution, Mississippi State University, is unlike anything I've ever seen before. Um, his priority and my priority together is the safety of our student athletes and the safety of our fans. Always, um, this is why we have metal detectors. We have screening entering our basketball and football facilities now, and it does take a little longer for folks to get in. But so we we um, we're in a situation where that that's our priority. Um, maybe, and this is a big maybe. Maybe if we can be convinced at some point in time that we can still have a family atmosphere and still be safe. Um, th- this concept could be introduced in, in the future. I don't, I don't think anybody's slamming the door on anything, but we, we want to take as much time as we need to investigate the, this area to, to make sure we make the right decisions for Mississippi State. And one last question for you. Just, at Mississippi State, it seems like every year there's construction, there's something go- new going on. I know the new project on campus right now is going to be the indoor tennis facility. What, what's the timeline for, for future renovations? I know the hump is on your list of something you'd like to see renovated. What's next for Davis Wade? What, what's the timeline of renovation at Mississippi State right now? Sure, yeah. Uh, well, you know, the, the indoor tennis facility is well on its way. We believe it's going to be ready for uh, in this spring for, for our tennis teams. It's something they sorely needed. Um, we, we obviously, we, we think we're about 19 months away from starting construction uh, in the Humphrey Coliseum. It's going to have to be done in phases. We're going to have to work around seasons, much like we did in baseball. 
but we're really excited about those opportunities. Uh, you know, the south end zone is something that we're going to have to address. Um, you know, our, our, we have one of the oldest football stadiums in the entire country, and, and there are areas within that that um, stadium that need to be redone, refurbished. Um, we need to do that. Um, you know, at some point, we really like to build an, a standalone indoor football facility. Um, you know, the current building we have, the Palmero, is just not quite big enough for, for the needs of football. Um, there, there are many, many issues that we're looking at across the board to, to make sure that our student-athletes and our, our fans have the best experience possible. Well, well, like I said, it was a great year for Mississippi State a season ago. We'll see what happens this year. It looks like you know, football's off to a good start, soccer's off to a good start, volleyball's off to a good start. So it looks like some things are rolling for the Maroon and White uh, already uh, in 2019-2020. John, thanks so much for your time. I know you're a busy man. We appreciate you coming on with me, and I'll see you on Saturday at the game. Thank you very much, Brian. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.